back to let them meet. And we're officially in the same room. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we caved, you guys. We were trying to do this on a budget and spend, like, no money, and that didn't work out super well. So fingers crossed that, A, this sounds better. We're not in, like, a soundproof studio by any means, but that's okay. It's be- the microphones are better than what we had. We have an official mixer now, so we can be at the same input. We can sit in the same room. We're not going to be talking over each other because of a dumb lag. So, so ho- much better. Hopefully everybody notices the difference and that this was all worth it. I also agree. But this is a big update. But beyond that, where were some updates from last week? Um, Let's see. Last week sucked. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest, I but like... I don't think it was just a you and I thing. Everybody that I talked to had a terrible week last week. Yeah, it was definitely universal. The energy was just weird and off. Yeah, like it just, the vibe was not there. I felt like anxious all week, which I used to deal with anxiety like a lot, especially in college. And then like went to therapy, was on medication for it for a while. And then honestly, I've been like decent with it over the past couple of years. And like, I don't know what it was, but it was just off the charts last week. No, I get that. That's how I think I was the week prior and I think I brought it to your attention too I was not good the week before no so I think everyone's just kind of like going through the reins I guess all of it but we have trips to Florida separate trips (laughs) to Florida booked which I think is gonna help so much too the sun is gonna feel so good I can't wait I can't wait cannot wait literally cannot wait and I told Drew I was like I don't even care if we do absolutely nothing like catch me just wanting to sit in the sun like all day oh for sure but we're back-to-back trips (laughs) but before that we go to new york together for three days which i can't wait for either no that's gonna be super exciting and then of course yeah where you spend all the time together in new york and then we come home and i like leave pretty immediately and then you are gone on the back half of my trip but you're gonna be gone for 10 days what are we gonna do I don't know. You know, I'm going to FaceTime in, though. That's, like, the other thing. I don't do well being away from work, which I never thought was going to be the case. We've talked about this. You don't have boundaries. I I don't. Like, I'll text you at, what, 730 in the morning and be like, I opened my eyes and had this idea. Yeah, which, listen, I just want the record to state, and I think we talked about this. I don't remember. Was it in last week's podcast, maybe? Maybe. Um, It is not me initiating these off-hour conversations not all sometimes Sometimes. I do but I always try to make it clear with the boundary of like you do not have to reply to this I try to be a good boss with the balance thing I don't yeah you just blow past it I don't (laughs) like I know you're like with your family I just know that if like you're busy you won't respond right and like it's okay if you still look and you don't respond no and I feel like and I feel like like that's like if I ever text you about like work stuff or even not work stuff outside of work and you don't reply like there's never any repercussions for that <laughs> like but then on like the other side of things it was 7 seven thirty in the morning on sunday and mm-hmm. i did blow up your phone with i think like four or five tiktoks because the jonas brothers were in vegas yes and a bunch of our like favorite tiktokers were there but also i need to give the jonas brothers cotton candy i was dying i think the jonas brothers need to do an artist secret collab with rob's popcorn and do like a cotton yes. candy flavor popcorn emma Start pitching. Jonas Brothers. 
Can you hear Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner. Can you hear us? Because we've honestly decided, much to your chagrin, that Sophie is our favorite Jonas. She is. I would simply evaporate if Mm -hmm. we saw her walking through Soho, which is where her and Joe do have a penthouse. Are we just going to go, like, stalk their penthouse in, like, two weeks from now? I think so. But do you remember when we were at dinner at Shushu with Zach? Zach said that he would see Frankie Jonas walking through Soho all the time. That's on (laughs) What a... What, an icon? Question mark? The bonus Jonas? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but according to Elise Meyer's TikToks, Jonas is now the bonus Jonas. Which, honestly, I love that. Like, uh, her story about how they lost their luggage and she had nothing to wear is just a lesson to all of us to pack an outfit in your carry-on. And also, what a big failure, which I feel like is an excellent... Did you like that transition? Uh Uh-huh, I loved it. That was so smooth. (laughs) It was. So if you can't tell by Emily's smooth-ass little transition, our theme of the week is failures. So, yeah, we fail a lot, and I feel like nobody ever freaking talks about the things that don't go (laughs) right, and we could... This entire podcast, the only thing that we talk about could be... Failures. Failures. (laughs) For sure. Like, legitimately, it could be. And I... I've been posting more on my personal TikTok and honestly, I don't I don't have like a lot of followers or of any means, but I've really been loving like the conversation that it's opened up because people yeah. are literally like, no, we want it we wanna hear that. Like For we sure. wanna hear the stuff that doesn't work out. I honestly think it's more interesting than the things that do work out. So this will definitely be obviously this episode. And then if there's more, I feel like we'll probably do a lot more based off there's of this. There's gonna be so many more. But what's so crazy, I think, is that a failure can look very different in different ways. But I think I realized that this weekend when a brand that we follow released something that was supposed to be good news and it took a fat turn for the worse. Oh, I think especially with like social media, too. One of the things that I always say and people kind of look at me like I think you're a dumb business owner for saying this, but the things that you think are going to hit the biggest don't. oftentimes don't. And the ones, and they become like sometimes like your biggest failures yes, and, or, or sure. like cost you the most, whether that's like money or it costs you brand loyalty or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. And then the things that you're like, this is never going to take off, but we're going to do it anyways. Those are the ones that honestly do the best so that I think is like a super it's a it's a good lesson it's reassuring to see that it happens to other people and not just us internally because that's when it can get kind of like dicey in like the mental game of owning a business no I totally agree so with all that being said which fail should we start with I feel like it only makes sense to start with um when we first launched the online store it's like the very first fail of the (laughs) actually funnily enough there's been a lot of fails and there there continues to be i was looking at pictures this past weekend and was watching old videos and this is was not on our list to talk about but one of i would call like a big fail is that that it was a good it was a good thing that happened but we were not ready for it i applied for a grant through foxtrot which if you if you don't know what that is um it's essentially this like bougie marketplace like millennial like social media they're like beautiful yeah it's like a modern day convenience store right because like there's ca- convenience store because there's like cafes attached to them and a mm-hmm. lot of them also have like 
like wine shops like essentially i've never actually been to one to be honest with you i saw one when i was in chicago for the rally yeah what was that two years ago when we went there and they're based in chicago yeah and it was on a corner it was like a corner store it was all glass but it wasn't that big like at all i think the cool thing about the foxtrots is that they all look very different like oftentimes they go into like historical buildings and they don't like redo the outside of them so like Mm -hmm. every it's not gonna be like you're going to a target where like most targets look the same like foxtrots look very different i think they have them in like there's a couple in texas now they have like one or two in dc but either way they started in chicago and at the time this was like two years ago um were like pretty small like growing for sure but they they had They've taken on like invest investors since this, but and grown pretty rapidly. But they did a small business grant, and this was right as I was getting ready to launch packaging. Mm-hmm. Didn't even really have it in hand yet. I just had prototypes. We hadn't even like spun our first set of pouches yet. Had no idea how long it was gonna take. So like the beginning, the big, the beginning. The, this is like a huge fail. But more than I'm thinking about <laughs> this, this was oh my th- wow. I'm really okay. Wow, I just had an epiphany. This was like fail after fail. So. I apply for it. A friend sends me the grant. It's super easy to apply for. And, like, I'm not going to lie to you. Our packaging is amazing. Our packaging is eye-catching. And so, like, when you – when we submit for something like that, like, I feel confident in, right. in like, the process mm-hmm. of it. So I felt really confident. And I don't know what it was. One of the categories of grant you could win was, like, most innovative packaging. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> – game over we've got this like this is ours <laughs> and i was right like we we won <laughs> yeah. and that was really cool and it was like five grand which was like so freaking helpful it was mm-hmm. how i paid for again a lot of the packaging and stuff because it was so expensive yep. okay so fast forward what i didn't know and what was not either i didn't read it because i was i don't know or if i remember correctly it probably wasn't clarified as it should be if you won you had to be able to be wholesale in their markets uh, oh i don't even know if you knew that because you came on no. after the fact right no i knew that makes sense though which yeah i mean i'm an idiot because clearly <laughs> that totally makes sense right so i received this email that's like yo um we can't tell you that you won but in the off chance that you do win wink wink are you going to be able to go to wholesale and i was like what like when, what do you mean? Right? but i was like i really need that five thousand yeah. dollars so i was like yeah babe no problem and went and was like sure but i we can't do it for our glitter bombs it has to be for um the packages. The packages. so the other thing about this too is that to win i had to send like i don't remember i have no idea how many it ended up actually being it was somewhere between like six to twelve sample sets to judges like Mm -hmm. um jenny Britton from jenny's ice cream was one of the judges and they got to like sample the products and like give their feedback on it so anyways i committed to this having no freaking clue how to wholesale anything in my entire life yeah and said Yes, went through the process, got the pouches in hand, and then had to like overnight them because they had, I don't don't remember, I'm like making this up at this point, but I think it was like 10 locations and they needed like a case or two of four flavors that they wanted to wholesale. To each location? Right. Okay. Okay. So this is where this gets really bad. So I had only done events, right? Right. And so we have commercial cotton candy machines, but there's like a level up of commercial cotton candy machine that's like the mac daddy of cotton candy machines bigger than the ones that are downstairs right oh, now. they are the ones that are downstairs oh. right now and they're very expensive and i had never used one before and so i had like a sales guy essentially come out to the studio and sell me two 
and I paid like five grand for them. Yeah, they're massive. They're huge, right? Well, when they arrive, they don't have like a typical like plug that you plug into the wall. It's if anybody's listening to this and has any idea that I'm talking about, you're going to be like, oh my God, she's an idiot because it has a name and I can't tell you the name of it, but it's essentially like what your dryer plug is. Like, you know okay. how you can't just like plug like your, yeah. plug. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Okay. So I get these, unbox them. Drew and I are like setting up like our kitchen ta- like tables, like stainless steel tables, like workbenches yeah. in there and go to plug it in on a Saturday morning, mind you, when I've got people Uh-oh. waiting to come like spin to get these pouches ready to go for Foxtrot. I can't plug them in the wall. Did you have the other machines here? So I had two pink machines that we currently use now. Okay. This is where this gets even crazier. So I call my dad because what else do you do in that situation? And he's like, we have those like hookups in our garage, like at our house, like he does. And I'm like, why? And he's like, I don't know. I just do. He's like, you could come here. And I'm like, oh, the health department wouldn't love that. Like, that's not, that's yeah, not really an option. Spinning cotton candy in Papa's garage. It's not, right. That's not the move, unfortunately, because that'd be pretty dope, you know? Right. And uh, so he's like, okay, I have an electrician buddy. I'm going to call them and we'll get them in on Monday. Yeah. So we spin all of these pouches on the pink machines, but it took us. We were there on Saturday. Everybody got in at nine. I had been there since 730. We called it quits at like 630 or seven. Oh my God. And we weren't even close to being done. There were four of us. Shut up. No, I did not know this story at all. No. Okay. So that, so then thank God, because they like, thank God for these three humans that just, I think took pity on me because I was just so unwell. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like, so clear. They were like, we'll come back tomorrow. So on Sunday, we came back and did another eight-hour day Dude, of spinning. Oh my god! To get these done. But we didn't fill them nearly enough. Oh no! And so I'm just like, this was just—I <laughs> feel like I owe everybody at Foxtrot like an apology. And like we've talked about it. Like I genuinely want to go back to their team and be like, I learned so much in the past two years. Please right. like take a chance once again. And I think actually, I think glitter bombs would do really well there. Yeah, I so totally we'll, agree. we'll have to work on that, building back that relationship. But like I didn't know what I was doing. We hadn't even launched an online store yet. And I had this like wholesale client that I was not, I was so not, I didn't even know what like a UPC was. I had to buy those. I didn't know that you bought those. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Right. Like, thank God for Molly and Jackie, because they like really kind of helped me through the process. Never heat sealed anything in my life. Like you're still not allowed to heat seal. Still not good at heat sealing. I was definitely still just a spinner in this day. Okay. But then back to the cotton candy machines. So the guy comes to install two new out like electrical outlets yeah. have to like think there was enough room on the panel. I'm talking like I actually know what I'm talking about. I really don't. Whatever. He installs these things. Yeah. It was like a thousand dollars. Plug in the Oh my god. Plug in the machines, put cotton candy in it, immediately turn it off and said absolutely not. The cotton candy tasted horrible. Ew. Like disgusting, burnt. It was so loud. We would have had to have worn earplugs. Like the machines were so loud. The type of, I won't like go into it, but like the type of machine that like a die cast versus like not like how the cotton cotton candy, oh my God, came out of it, like completely changed the texture, the consistency. And I was like, oh, so this is why cotton candy tastes like garbage when you buy it at the store or you buy it like a baseball game. And so (laughs) I literally didn't use those machines tried to return them the guy never like emailed me back 
And so I just oh wasted $5,000 for these big ass cotton candy, like commercial cotton candy machines and still have them to this day. And like, my dad was like, those are like aluminum. Like they're very expensive. Like they're heavy. Oh yeah. Livy and I moved them during the holiday. Yeah. We I don't took know. Them downstairs. I literally don't know how you guys moved them because they're so heavy. Like you guys are buff because they're so, so, so heavy. But yeah, I still have those machines and it was, it was so, I was so oh much God. money and I didn't have it. So that was a big fail. And I paid to have those like the electric installed for nothing, literally nothing. That's insane. And then had to go spend another couple of thousand dollars buying enough of the machines that we currently use to like fill the studio. To fill the studio. Because then it changed my entire game plan. Like when I talked to the sales guy, I was like, okay, like we could have like one person spinning and like five people stuffing because it was supposed right. to spin so much more cotton candy. Yeah. Well, joke's on me because that's not at all how it ended up turning out. We'd have five machines going at once and one person stuffing. It was a complete flip of the team right. and like operations and things like that that I had to wrap my head around in real time all before we'd ever even launched the online store. That's insane. It's honestly like looking back on it, I don't know what is like clinically wrong with me. I should probably go talk to somebody because like it's a miracle that I didn't quit. Yeah. It's a miracle that like I followed through with all of this, to be honest. That's wild. I didn't know that story at all, but I guess I the only thing I knew is that those machines were expensive and that's why we held on to them for so long. Yeah. Even though they just took up space and we didn't use them once. Papa's just like, you can't get rid of He's like, you have to sell them or something. And I'm like, but to who? who? Right. Who's going to want this? Like, it's a very niche person that's going to want this commercial machine. Honestly, I'd pay someone to take them off of our hands at this point. I'm like, am I going to turn them into, like, scrap metal? I don't know how to do that. Well, like, next time someone asks, what cotton candy machine Cotton candy machine should I buy? I have the perfect one. We have <laughs> This <two>. one sucks. <laughs> It's going to make the cotton candy taste disgusting. Would you like it? I'll sell it to you. I'll give you a really great deal. Oh, my God. That's terrible. But that leads into, I feel like, what I would consider, like, a big fail. And that was when we launched the online store. Mm -hmm. And shipping was crazy low. So we launched the online store March of 2021. Yeah. We pre-spun all of the cotton candy for it. So it was yeah. thousands of pieces of, of inventory. Yeah. And like when I tell you we were like the website wasn't done until like 3 or 4 a.m. like the day before the launch. Like poor Molly and Jackie. It's so crazy. But also, I mean, mind you, the very first launch when we say thousands of pieces of product, it wasn't like in the space that we're in now. It was covering the yes. third floor businesses conference room so the how it worked out is that when I when I first got started I did events for forever and so I did it out of my house for a long time like I just stored everything in my house yeah. and then my parents built an office building my dad owns his own business and they had like an extra essentially office like yeah. left over when they custom built the space out and he was like do you want this or need this space for anything and I was like yeah, the health department. I need yeah. I need like a space that I can come in, do my licensure and like make sugar and get out of my home essentially. Right. And he's like, "Yeah, sure, that's totally fine." So it was this tiny room, maybe maybe 200 square feet. Maybe. maybe. Like 150 probably. It was so small. It was probably the size of a dorm room. 
Oh, I would say even smaller than that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it just no windows, just one room that it was perfect. It like had really nice floors in it. It was brand new. It had a giant sink in it that I like custom mm-hmm. like built out with cabinetry. I felt like I was the queen of the world when <laughs> I got that space because people the health department would come and inspect my machines and ask me questions about my process and that was pretty much it. I'd spend I'd spend maybe like five hours a week there, you know, cleaning, yeah. spinning, testing flavors, you know, whatever. But that was the space that we had to operate this now what was turning into a decent sized business out of right. for a year. And so we just slowly kept taking over. So sorry, dad, like the rest of his office space. They had a massive yeah. conference room that fits 40 people. And when I tell you every ounce of that room was covered in cotton candy, I'm not joking. No, during holiday, we would literally pile glitter bomb boxes like up the walls. Boxes would be towering us both. Yep. I mean, and I'm tall. Yeah. You're six foot. Right. So, so like, like <laughs> yeah, that's, it was, it was, it was quite the process. And so every table is filled with cotton candy for this drop and we sold out in 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, which was an insane process. Like I've never felt more anxiety in my body. And then I took about a week then to package everything up and I hand package, I think we had like 660 orders and I hand packaged every single one of those myself, the first one that went out. So and funny. I was literally working like 20 hours a day and I remember this is another fail but I caught this one. Oh my god this is so funny to go back I need to like write this down so if I write a book one day it doesn't leave my mind um you know how on our packing slips like if somebody buys like two or three of something like it, oh, it's it's yeah. only on like it'll say like champagne cotton candy and then it'll have like a little three next to it yeah. or something well, when I printed the tickets, like, to do all of that, which I had no idea how to do, I was a little on the phone with ShipStation, like, help me do this. Right. Um, I didn't realize that it had that number, because it's pretty faint, and it's pretty yeah. small if you're not looking for it. For sure. I packaged 100 boxes without realizing <laughs> that there was a number next to it, and literally caught it, and I was so tired. I sat on the floor and was like, are you kidding me? I had to reopen all all 100 of those boxes and double check no. that I didn't miss because I couldn't afford to like right. send it out there was a mistake so all that to say that is around the time that I realized that shipping was the wrong amount in Shopify that caused such a massive problem Oh, it, it was, was like a, it was a domino effect. So yeah. we had someone at the time that was helping with our shipping, like the rates and kind of like our liaison yeah. person. And for whatever reason, there was an accident when she was in there and she accidentally set all of our shipping flat rate four dollars and ninety five cents. And if you've ever shipped so anything funny. in your life, you know that it costs way more than four dollars and ninety five cents. And so I was in the hole, I think, like it was between six to eight thousand dollars. That is insane. Because also, like, some people were, like, shipping stuff, like, and it was going to be, like, $25. Oh, yeah. Like, internationally, Hawaii, Alaska. There's so many places. It was was a mess. So, didn't catch this. Caught it in time then for our second drop. And so, how we were doing it back then, it wasn't like it is now where there's just, like, cotton candy available all the time. We would do, like, one big drop, and then it would sell out, and then we would do another one. Which is so crazy that that was the business model. Oh, my God. I hated it. Like, the fact that people couldn't buy things for so long because it was just, like, a drop, what, a month? 
our entire 2021 was like that. I know. It was supposed to be a drop like every like every two weeks. And then it yeah. ended up because of a couple of other failures that happened, it didn't end up working out quite that mm-hmm. way. Um so when we went to go do our second drop, the shipping had like overcorrected then and then was charging people like fifteen to twenty dollars. And then people were pissed. Like people and I was at the time do I don't do this anymore, but I was like in real time posting videos on TikTok of like drop days and stuff. Yeah. And I remember having to like go into a quiet office by myself and like make videos of being like, let me explain what happened. Like I, you were undercharged. I don't have the money to cover that. And like, we've talked about this often. Amazon has like ruined the perception of shipping for a lot of people. But also like if you buy a sweatshirt and you're paying 65 to $8 for a sweatshirt, you can bake in shipping costs to that. Right. You can't do that on a $12 bag of cotton candy because no. it, then it's going to be $24 and nobody's going to buy it. Right. But even working in shipping, Amazon still messes up like my perception totally. of shipping. Yeah. So when I go to buy something and shipping is like $15, I'm still like, no way. Right. But yet I know how much it costs because I see it every day. I It so, is like a weird like mental game it's for like sure. It's a psychological totally totally so that's that happened and people were so upset about that and we're just like and it's just going off in the comments and I have just had to learn to like quiet the noise a little bit because people um they think they know a lot and and you don't until you know kind of the inner workings of a business or you get to kind of experience it and so they were like well have you tried pirate shipping i'm like i don't even know what is what the hell pirate shipping and like a pirate comes and delivers your boxes to your front door on a ship like what what is this i don't know but i kind of want that i mean honestly i'd pay extra i feel like johnny depp just showing up with your box of cotton candy i mean (laughs) hello (laughs) i don't know people had all of these crazy you know ideas surrounding it and then on top of it being on the internet and having a large following like right it's just it's a lot domino after domino after domino for sure and i feel like now we have we're in like a really good place with shipping and we still pay like we pay more than what people are charged for sure like we eat the cost of that but we couldn't do that in the beginning and even now sometimes it kills me because it does just cut into profits so yeah. much and I think people just automatically assume the worst of you if you own a business a little bit like there's kind of this like connotation that like you're just out here to like rob Steal everybody money. and just like you're have sleazy business practices and I can promise you that that's, <laughs> that's not really case. not the case here I think it is for a lot of places but also I think that's just kind of like the general assumption too and I think something that other people don't understand is that luckily we don't have this problem but people that have dry ice Yes. is a massive problem with shipping. So I didn't even realize this to the extent um, that it is until we switched to FedEx because I went to lunch with our like shipping guys. Yeah. And um, they were talking about how lucky we are that because we're a food-based business, we don't have to ship on dry ice because it's almost like – how do I want to like explain this? Like there's almost like a pecking order of who gets room on the airplanes because dry yeah. ice is – you can only ship so many pounds of it on an airplane and they call it like I think they call it like freeze chain or like cold chain shipping or whatever and let's say like we're an ice cream company that has a video that goes viral and our inventory or our our orders like ship 
shoot up essentially to shit more than we normally would you may not be able to do it because you only have a certain like amount of room spoken for on these planes that's so wild and something you would never in a million years think of no because like maybe like walmart has like 50 percent of this plane spoken for i don't really know it's like a bidding process i don't really know how it works because we don't have to deal with it but i'm very 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 lucky and thankful that we don't because shipping cotton candy in and of itself is already a nightmare because it's delicate and it took a lot of you know back and forth to make that happen adding in dried ice no thank you immediately no Mm, i'll pass yeah, that's going to be a no for me. But I think that follows right into another fail, which was the failure of 4th of July, which was <sighs> my worst nightmare come true. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That holiday still lingers around the cotton candy studio. Like someone says 4th of July and you immediately like. like it haunts you, us. You like wince at We it. get the chills in a bad way. It's not cute. No, but with 4th of July, it was my first summer as a full-time employee here thanks mom you're welcome <laughs> it was i like- moved her microphone <laughs> up in case you were not watching that it was my first summer as a full-time employee you were out because you were having surgery yeah and i had like the ingenious idea to do fourth of july glitter bombs a fourth of july pouch and it was something we went back and forth on if we wanted to do it because i was going to be alone yes Wait, okay, this is actually, this is all coming back to me. I'm going to have, like, nightmares tonight, (laughs) I feel like. So I actually remember, like, this was a big deal because we were not supposed to do 4th of July specifically, but this was 100% your idea. Yeah. And this was right after you got hired full-time, which, like, was a whole thing anyways. Because I wanted to do the bomb pop cotton candy. Yes. Which then I tried to cut in the shape of a bomb pop, (laughs) um, which ended up just being a vulgar piece of cotton candy. Very phallic. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Too. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That wasn't what I was referring to, but yeah, that yeah. worked. That worked. The bomb pop. That wow. That will never. That image will never leave my mind. I remember looking at you and being like, "That's not gonna work." And then it was one of those moments that I was like, "She'll learn on her own." I did it. I was immediately like, "Uh uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Not this it. did not work no. out well at all." But the glitter bombs, like, with the stars in them, like, you came to me and you were like, I had this idea for a new product, like, a new launch, like, let's do this. And that was not on the radar, literally, at all. Yeah, And so it was a pretty quick turnaround to get this to happen anyways. Yeah, it was really quick. It was, because, what, we had maybe, like, a week before you left for surgery. Yeah. So we got, you know, the stickers, the concept, the stars came in, and then the last day that you were in office before you left was when I came into work and all the glitter bombs were all over the floor of our old office because there were air bubbles in the bottoms of every container. So I walked in one morning and noticed that there was basically the containers they we talked about them I think on literally every episode of this podcast but they were these clear jars that you screwed the lid on and um you could obviously see through them because they were clear jars um and they were starting to disintegrate and the cotton candy almost becomes like a spider web like that's like the best way to describe it like when it starts that process I was like oh my god you've got to be kidding me but I didn't equate it to anything other than the fact that it was a new team of people that spun them yeah And also that if you don't get those jars or any packaging for that matter, completely full of cotton candy, it will start to disintegrate. But what I didn't keep in mind was the fact that this packaging with this product had not been tested in the warmer months. 
Yeah. And it was really a weather issue with the packaging, not like an air bubble issue. An air bubble. Well, I mean, it was probably both, to be honest. Right. So we pulled the ones we. This was like thousands of jars of cotton candy. Yeah. At this point, so many of them were done because we were pre-spending everything because yep. you were going to be out of town, and so we, we were doing those drops still, and everything yeah. was still. It was selling out. Like we couldn't keep up with the demand and so we just pulled the ones that looked like they were disintegrating and the other ones we checked and made sure that they were nice and tight and everything was good to go and then we respun the ones that were disintegrating and shipped them out yep i even think it was to the point where we saw the air bubbles and we were like picking them out and then just like covering them with like another poop and like shoving them back in probably right. yeah maybe on like a couple of them or like right. the ones that we were just like just to be like just to make sure yeah, like just, is this is this enough or whatever right. the ones that were like were just fun for sure so then you left and the emails just started flooding in like not like not like we were talking about where it was just like a spider web where you could still kind of use it and it was still kind of disintegrated but no like it was like you received like a sugar cube in this container and that was it. It had gone back to its original state. Like cotton right. candy essentially is so delicate because you're just catching it in that in between, like for a quick science lesson, like <laughs> you're catching it in that in between state. But yeah. if, if it's not sealed properly or you let it sit out, it's going to return to that granulated state that it was originally in. And that's right. exactly what had happened. It just dissolved right. essentially. So again, we still didn't think it was the weather. No. So we kept sending them out and people were still emailing my glitter bombs are still rock solid, but some people were some people were really great about it and just said keep my money yes. and then send new glitter bombs when you get new packaging. Which like to this day is the most humbling thing ever that someone would have trusted in me enough and in our product enough to give us money, get a faulty product, email us and still be such a like incredible person about it and she's like you know what like I don't want to refund just send me the product when you have it figured out especially at this time because there was no plan for other packaging like you were gone people were just receiving faulty products and that was it like there was no talk of like the sachets we have now or anything like that well here's the thing too like that was always the end game for me was to do like the custom packaging that we have now yeah but it's so expensive like I don't think people understand how expensive a product-based business is and one that has to have such customization in their packaging it's also what sets our product apart but i couldn't afford to have the tooling fees that were associated with this custom packaging design and with the material so the cotton candy wouldn't melt and you have to meet a certain amount of minimum to to order Mm -hmm. and and i couldn't afford it and so we were without our number one hero product from july until october Right. And what I think is so funny, and this kind of jumps into another failure, but not really a failure. I think it goes back to what we said in the very beginning of something that we didn't think was really going to pop off, but ended up popping off was when we did ghosts and we ordered ghosts in and they came, put them in the glitter bombs, you know, test trial them, did videos, whatever. And the ghosts ended up looking like little spermies. That we do call them the spermies because here's the funny thing about this. Okay. So 
in the glitter bombs, we often add like different like small edible shapes. So you can do like stars. You've probably seen them on like cupcakes or in our videos if you know what we're talking about. Yeah. You can do hearts. And then we found ghosts and they're tiny. Yeah. And they just like dissolve in the drink. They're 100% edible. It's they're real. The idea, the concept is really cute. We got them, did the video, and you and I were both like, this looks like sperm. <laughs> Straight straight up this one this episode is not safe for children no it's literally not <laughs> um but we put it out on tiktok like do you still want these and people flipped for them flipped. and still continue to flip for them they still ask if ghosts are coming back every single year we brought them back this year because people wanted them so much it was the craziest thing it is so funny but just so you know if you order those we call those the sperm glitter bombs because that's what they literally look like <laughs> So like a fail, I don't know if it's necessarily a fail, maybe on the shape. I will call it a a successful fail, if you will, because people really liked them. I don't know. I just that is still the funniest thing to me ever. But Halloween, well, Fourth of July to you is PTSD. Halloween is to me because that that same year um, we did a large order for the Cleveland Browns. They were playing a Halloween game. You and I actually did cart service for it. We did. We actually got to go. We did. So we they get like six hundred glitter bombs and then in all black glitter. And then we did, we spun for it. And so it's literally like Halloween weekend, trick or treat night. Drew and I always host trick or treat with my family because we live in a neighborhood that's like just busting with kids. We're like the only ones that live in a neighborhood like that. So we always order pizza. All the nieces and nephews come over. It's like a really fun thing that we host for our family. So I get a text message while I'm literally, I spent the entire day painting the trim on my house, like outside, like to give like a nice little spruce. I don't know why for (laughs) trick or treat. You guys like went through a phase though, where you guys like did like little things like outside of your house to make it look nice. Yeah. It's got like new pillows and like all that fun stuff. Absolutely. I'm always doing a home project, (laughs) you know? And so while we're doing that, I'm literally covered in paint, like about to get in the shower because my family is going to be there in like an hour. And Casey texts me from the Browns and is like, Hey girl, um, we have a slight problem. We're testing some of the glitter bombs for tomorrow's game and it looks like it's the wrong color uh, and i'm literally like this has got to be a sick joke <laughs> no way and so i look at the picture and she's not wrong it's not black it's like a light grayish color right. and so i literally know immediately what happened i was like oh it's not the wrong color just not enough glitter was used yeah and you have to keep in mind that like this was we were training new people and we uh, there was no training manual because like I was also still very much like spinning the cotton candy right. and trying to run the business and doing content creation and trying everyone to- was still learning in the process of right. trying to grow the business so. yeah it was a shit show like it was a total it was a total 100 percent shit show and you couldn't predict anything running a business based off tiktok is really hard because you don't know what's going to pop off you can't predict literally anything at this point we just started measuring the glitter for sure we just got like our scoops in yeah so up to this point we were just like tapping it into the this looks great this is perfect so there was not enough black glitter in it and it was someone we had just hired had been the person that was glittering for this specific one and so i had to go in on halloween and re-spin 600 glitter bombs by myself now 
At least you had Nina. Nina came in for an hour. What was it? She, I literally called her and was like, this is crazy. I know it's Halloween weekend. Like, would you be able to come help me for any amount of time? And she dropped everything to come and help me for like an hour, hour and a half, which saved my life, literally. And then she had a Halloween party that she had to go to. And so I finished. It took me like five hours after she left to do because by yourself. They take a while. They take a long time. And mind you, this was our new packaging. I suck at heat sealing, which we all know. We've talked about this a lot. So I was not only spinning, I was glittering, and I was heat sealing. And when I tell you, I was just dumping glitter in those glitter bombs. Yeah. Like, I was making sure that they were jet black. And then we had to get them through security the next day. And the security guards literally tried taking them out of the box and was like, I'm going to keep this. Yes. No, ma'am. No, you are not. Like, you no. This was for an, or somebody paid for these. Like, this you can't just take this. This is not like a free T-shirt at like a sporting event. Like, I don't know what's happening. But yeah, I missed. I missed trick or treat with my family to write that failure. So that one was like a little bit of a bummer. But I, I feel like like holidays are just like the constant theme because if we yeah. want to talk about failures, advent calendar. Oh my god! Last year and this year, both for different things. Yes, but. Let's start with last year's because that was like the OG OG. So 2021, so two years ago at this point. Yeah, I guess. That's crazy. Oh my God, that's crazy. But yeah, 2021 was like the OG year of the advent calendars. So advent was something that we added on like extremely last minute, if you remember correctly. And we, I don't know, I was like, I think this is a good idea. And it was a 12 day countdown of cotton candy. Yeah. And the idea behind it was to count down to Christmas and have like a cotton candy pouch a day that you guessed the flavor and then it was revealed on social media yeah that yeah that was definitely how we did it the first year yeah and so we had these like clear boxes that we had inserts again this was like very much early stage company like <laughs> trying to make it work without all this custom packaging and I couldn't afford to do custom boxes and I definitely couldn't afford to do custom pouches so we had these mini pouches ordered and then we got stickers that we were to stick the number of the day onto the pouch but then we thought the stickers were going to come in you know like rolls and sheets so you would get like a sheet of ones a sheet of twos and so forth that did not happen the stickers all came on a single sheet so you would have like one through 12 on one sheet yes which did not work out. Which you don't think is going to be that big of a deal logistically until you are actually having to stick 250 of one number at a time. Because right. it wasn't like we were doing like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Like in one right. set. Like we were doing all of the ones at once. All of yep. the twos at once. All of the threes at once. You had to go through 250 sheets of paper to peel off each number of what you were sticking. And it took oh, yeah. absolutely – it took – so much more time and if you weren't paying attention because at least this past year when we had six and nine artist group was written below the numbers so like the could, logo yeah. yeah so you could visibly see which way right. the number went back then you didn't have that so if you weren't paying attention and a lot of the girlies definitely weren't because you know social conversation all that kind of right. stuff when we were working like 12 hour days right. too so we all were not there people were definitely mistaking like six and nine and putting them on wrong well and then like when we would go oh you and i were the ones that were like dropping them into the boxes yeah if you like lost count if you couldn't remember if you put it in a box like the first one or two whatever because you could visibly see it 
after that though after there was like three or four or five pouches in there you had to dump it out and completely recount every single one right and there were extras of some numbers there weren't enough of some numbers i mean it was a disaster yeah now did we ship all of them out and did they arrive successfully people literally loved them yes yeah so we brought them back this year but that was a whole other nightmare because we did custom packaging this round and it was custom boxes and also custom sachets with the numbers on them and then we did two sets so we did glitter bombs so it was 12 glitter bombs and then 12 cotton candy and you could buy them individually or you could buy them in a bundle so you got both right so we had this packaging we were talking to our girly pop that did all of our packaging this was decided in april like maybe may we started like work like we were we had been working on this since like early april right and then we didn't get the packaging until november like late late november November. when these were supposed to arrive if you got like the 24 day it had to arrive by december 1st right and we pre-sailed them right and so that was the other thing too so not only that it was the packaging which we could talk about packaging woes for literally days But then it was assembling them, and we sold hundreds of the like we sold we sold over a thousand advent calendars, so many, and we had no idea that it was going to take forever to fold the advent calendar the boxes carton. Like I mean, it was so it was it took forever, and then because it was a pre-sale, there was an issue with if things were getting printed. And that, like, by that, I mean shipping labels. And a lot of the shipping labels just, like, went into the wind. And what we mean by that is, like, we printed them, shipped them out, and then the tracking just completely disappeared. Yeah, just, like, didn't exist. And when people were emailing, you know, where's my advent calendar, we had no answer. Like, right. Like, what were we supposed to say? We shipped this out. We promise. We remember your order. Right. But I don't have a tracking number for you. Nobody's going to buy that, even though, like, it was 100% true. Because right. I was the one that, like, basically retyped in all of the addresses or yeah. that needed to be, like, retyped in if right. they needed to be for whatever reason. And I was like, no, I know that Kelsey or whoever, I was yeah. like, I know I sent that one. I packaged it up myself. I literally remember what day it left office, but there was no evidence. So we ended up having to resend. So, so many. I mean, probably, like, 50. Yeah, I would definitely say about 50. So I would love to know, like, if those people ended up getting two. Well, I definitely know what I tried to do is if it wasn't, like, an urgent matter, if there was, like, a week or two buffer, because people did reach out with, like, three weeks before their advent calendar was supposed to arrive and be like, well, where is it? Right. I tried to, like, at least buy us some time Yeah. and say, hey, like, if it doesn't arrive by this date, let me know and I will overnight it to you immediately. A lot of the times when I did do that, people's advent calendars did show up. They did. Which was great. So I would love to know, one, how many advent calendars actually didn't show up and how many people got doubles? I would say a lot of people ended up getting doubles. I think it was a glitch on like the shipping side of things. I think yeah. they saw so much volume. I think it was just the time of year. So I definitely think that it was like a glitch within something with our system wasn't communicating with their system. Like there was definitely something going on there. Yeah. Um. And I'm sure they ended up getting two. For sure. But. What a fun gift, though. I think it's so I think it's so fun, especially with, like, the rise of advent calendars over the past couple of years. Yeah. I think we'll definitely do them again this year. I think we'll just do them 
differently. I agree. What I think the one thing that did shock me about the advent calendars, though, is people preferred the cotton candy over the glitter bomb one. Shocking. Glitter bombs are hands down like our number one seller for sure. And I think just because they're so visually appealing and it's so unique, you really right. can't get what we do anywhere else. And for whatever reason, people love love the cotton candy advent calendars i get that though because i guess with the glitter bombs you drop them in but with the cotton candy it's a different flavor every day and like advent calendars i guess are like normally for children yeah i guess i mean i guess they could do it in like a sprite every day yeah that's true i'm also just not drinking a glass of prosecco every day for 12 days but i would buy it as like not an advent calendar i wouldn't use it that way i would just buy it so i'd have 12 fun colored glitter bombs to use as like a gift or like yeah split up on like christmas or something like that well that is true especially because the price point's a bargain right and we included glitter bombs that you can't get like in the store yes even in like limited edition that Uh uh-uh no Um, it's it was absolutely 100 percent like unique products for sure yeah no i totally agree that was that was again i think it was like a fun six oh my god what am i trying to say a successful fail because the idea is there it can just be like improved on well i think if we've learned literally anything is that everything's a fail <laughs> at some point like it's very rare that something just like knocks it out of the park on the first round and there's nothing to ever have to be revised yeah i agree with that. and and i think just the most important thing is to not get discouraged and to just keep going if you can like I've told you this, I don't even know how many times that I've probably even mentioned on here before, but I don't know how we survived through the year of 2021. Like I like financially don't as a bootstrapped company, like to this day still have no, I don't know how we made it work. I literally don't. I have no, it doesn't make sense. Like if you look down and look at the math, I'm like, I don't know what (laughs) happened here, but like it was magic, like genuinely. And it would have been so easy to quit. But I think the funny part is, is like, I never really, I, that was like not an option for me. No, it was just keep going until you find the solution. Right. So I, I think that's just like that consistency to just keep kind of like plucking away at it is how we ended up here. And I, for sure. And it looks so much, I, it looks easier online. Like it, it looks right. like it just happened. It looks like there weren't these mistakes. It's it looks the social media highlight reel that everybody sees, but you don't see the internal issues that go on because why do we post that we don't post that like right we should though for sure i mean that's why we have this down i think so too and also we did post about fourth of july on tiktok once and we did and i think we should honestly turn like our failures into a like a series a series one thing too it's a little bit easier to talk about them now because years have passed at this point and like right. we've learned and we're in such a place now where like our product doesn't do that anymore but i do think it is fair to say that like how many people have experienced our product in a way that wasn't at all how we would want them to experience it? Right. And like, it would be really cool to go back and be able to like send those people glitter bombs that like, even though we did resend them to them, but like right. even now do like a, we did a rebrand and like, yeah. look at how far we've come. Like, thank you for your support from day one. We should find that spreadsheet. That would be so fun. I definitely have it. And I also have the spreadsheet of people that ordered orange bourbon that the orange bourbon disintegrated. Yes. So if you have had our cotton candy, it is beautiful, it is fluffy, it is amazing, but the orange bourbon was, like, too high of an extract count, and it would turn into, like, a powdery snow. Yeah, snow was, like, a really good way to describe it, because it didn't fully disintegrate. It didn't do that, like, spiderweb thing we were talking about. It just, it was, like, 
fluffy powdered sugar kind of it was it's yeah, really hard to describe but you can right. totally still eat it yeah it just didn't like pull apart like cotton candy does it kind of just crumbled like it was dusted. like a powder yeah it dusted but i have a spreadsheet of those people too of whose orange bourbon disintegrated of whenever we fixed to manhattan yeah interesting well and that was one of those things too that we were like well is shit is this like a weather thing is it we thought it was a packaging thing for a minute we were like oh my god not these two like what are we gonna do that one was a lot harder to figure out than the glitter bombs were though yes but it was the only flavor that had that problem right so i'm definitely glad we switched to manhattan not only for that reason but my nostrils it doesn't just we so here's here's a little insider tip on why orange bourbon was the way that it was it's because that was a really popular flavor when I did events at weddings and inevitably I would always have a man come up to me and like be like what are you doing what is this and I'd be like oh you know cotton candy and would you like one and they'd automatically always say absolutely not like no I don't want that and then I would follow up and say are you sure I have orange bourbon and yeah. then they would pause and they'd go, <laughs> mm, wait. bourbon, cotton candy, what? And I go, yeah, I'm like, I can make like a little cone for you if you just want to try it. And again, this, it happened day after day after day, every time, right. every time this happened. And I did go, well, I'll take a little bit, but like, I'm sure it's not even going to taste like bourbon. LOL. I made it my life's mission for the orange bourbon cotton candy to literally burn the esophagus of every man that had ever doubted me and the did. fact that that did not taste like bourbon. And I accomplished that. I want you, you to did. know. <laughs> it burned, baby, but like in a good way. If you like, if you like bourbon, yeah, if you like if you that, like bourbon. um, and so if you don't like bourbon, it was definitely not for you. No. But I do think the funny part of it, we have backed it down since. So don't be afraid to try into our Manhattan. It's still very good. It's still, if it's, it's it still, still burns, but right. not quite as much as the orange bourbon did. Yeah. But I have to laugh because it was always men and then children love that flavor. Which is love so it. wild. But kids do really like the champagne flavor too. They like th- that one makes a little more sense to me because that one's just kind of like sweet. Yeah, the bourbon that. one always makes me laugh because it's kind of just like eating a red hot, but like bourbon version, <laughs> you know? I don't know. I I cannot stand the smell, the taste, anything bourbon whiskey. That is just like the most pungent. It smells and tastes like you stuck your nose in a bottle of like Jack Daniels. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would this we were not messing around no. with the bourbon at all. So, yeah, that was my little uh, I don't know the reason as to why sticking it to the man. I don't I don't know what it was. I was very vindictive. I was like, you're gonna question me? Watch, but just my, watch. My favorite thing is watching like a man, a grown ass man, walk around with like a stick of cotton candy at like a wedding or an event. I agree. It is the best thing ever. I, it is, you will never be more attractive as a man if you like lean into something like that. For like sure. Drew is so good at that. Like he is like Mr. Wedding. We've talked about <laughs> yes. this. Like he's the perfect candidate of that. But like if you like stick your nose up and you're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not dancing. I'm not no. holding that cone of cotton candy. Ew, please. But it's so fun to watch them just like be unabashed my, with their cone of cotton candy. One of my favorite things is nick ribich yeah his instagram profile is him with a cone of cotton candy here stop which is like the funniest shit ever because if you know nick you know he's a cop he's a hard ass whatever 
and everybody roasted him when he put that as his Instagram profile. Tell Nick I love him. I think that's literally incredible. Like that is that is amazing. As he literally, as he should have that as as his profile picture. I would expect nothing less. But he definitely like leans into like the cotton candy of it all. As he again, so does Nick Kennedy. Honestly, does he want a job? Do they get? How do they feel about spending cotton candy in their spare time? It's like you can leave your cop job. Just, just come here. I think we're way more fun. I agree. I mean, I was on roller skates on Friday, mind you. So this place. Listen, when I'm not here, when I am here, when you let's, are here. let's be honest. When I am here, it's the wheels are just off. Nothing at all. changes when you leave. It's like I have no, I have no authority in my own business. You never at have all. to wonder what we're doing because, like, no. it's very apparent. Oh yeah, literally, it's you guys in my office every five minutes. Like, Dude. are you busy? Can you pay attention to me? Look, mom, I'm on roller skates. <laughs> I was getting my nails done with my mother, and you FaceTimed me to show me that you would put roller skates on in the office. Remember that if you ever think about wanting to quit this job. Just remember that moment. Literally never, but you think you can have kids. Like, let's put that out there. I literally told Emma before we started recording this, I was in my office working on something, and I, like, needed to focus. And literally, I, she was like, can I come in now? Can I show you this this content that I recorded? And it was just, like, a glitter bomb sparkling, which is, like, something we see every day. Okay, but it day. had, like, the right lighting. It was such Emma. a It was so good. <laughs> The colors, so good. I literally looked at her and was like, I cannot have a child because you require too much of my attention. It is true. I literally will put my nose up against your door. There's literally an Emma nose smudge on my glass door of my office from literally you being like, what you doing? What you doing? (laughs) Can you answer my question? And like, don't let this like fool you. I am a busy human being. I uh-huh. do work while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. <laughs> okay, whatever. No, you just work from my office. You just come and sit up on this exact couch that we're sitting on. Right here, baby. Yeah, this is actually Emma's office is my couch in my office. Forget that she has her own <laughs> private office with her own desk, her own door, everything. No, no, no. no this this is your office. This is enough. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Um, no, but yeah, I just I'm excited that we talked about this and I definitely think we could do a, another episode on it if people want to hear more about how much we failed right and you know we'll talk about more than others and we'll let some time pass before others come to surface but yeah I think sometimes some are like too like a little like fresh sometimes to talk about a little too soon so but no we have so many more but also whatever fails you want to tell us send us some fan mail (laughs) I'm a Oh my god. Emma loves a fan mail moment and what she means by fan mail is send an email. Okay? Just to be clear, she just wants an email from you. But if you could subject line it, fan mail. I'd love it. If you could send us an audio clip of you singing, um, we just got a letter from Blue's Clues. Actually, that would be preferable. <laughs> that would suffice as the fan mail. Yeah, that is all Emma wants in the fan mail department. Um, so feel free to make some fake email addresses and send us multiple fan mails if you really want to make Emma's day. Because... That's true. But also ask us questions because we will do an entire mini episode on questions that we get asked. I think my favorite episode that we've done so far is the mini episode that we did about the email that we got, to be honest with you. I agree. And an update on that, we're actually meeting her. I can't wait. I know. I'm super excited to meet her. So if you live in Cleveland and you email us, you can come to the Cotton Candy Studio. (laughs) 
what what a time yeah what a way to encourage people to email us <laughs> you can come spin your own cotton candy i mean that's that's enticing that is true we will we can make that happen right oh but with God. that being said love you mean it. love you mean it bye, bye.